Hi, I'm Juliette Burton, and welcome to this little corner of the planet. It's an audio corner, a cosy, comfy little home for you and your insatiable appetite for exploration, which is natural, given how incredible it is to be alive. This is the Not So Lonely Planet podcast, an audio cave for you to explore with me, full of beautiful, incredible people. The premise of this podcast is to explore our planet via the enthusiasm of the people who live within it. Each episode, I meet a wonderful weirdo, someone fully embracing a passion for something on this planet, be it a hobby, a subject, a foodstuff, a story, just anything that makes them excited to be alive. Throughout my life, I've had many moments when I felt deeply alone, like there was nothing to be enthused by and no one I could connect to. As the sun set on days like these, I wasn't sure whether there was anything to explore when it rose again. I sometimes wasn't sure I even wanted it to. But no matter how dark the night can be, that little ball of light still traverses the sky, circumnavigates our planet and returns to our vision. The light is always there, even when we can't see it. No matter how dark your nights, there is always hope. Cheeky, tenacious and relentless in its simple existence. Whether you can feel it or not, it is there. And this podcast is a little reminder of just that. I don't want anyone to feel as alone as I have felt. So this is a product of that desire. I want to remind you just how many brilliant people are out there in the world that you've yet to meet. No matter who you are, where you've been, or what you're going through, I am here to remind you of just how beautiful and remarkable and life-affirming enthusiasm and hope and our planet can be. When we first started recording this podcast, it was 2020. The world was very different back then. Over the years, with waves and waves of lockdowns and the stop-start nature of life, we kept on recording, bit by bit, until we could bring these episodes to you. The ones you've heard so far were recorded during times when I, in all honesty, didn't have much hope. But that cheeky, tenacious light kept glowing, even though I couldn't see it or feel it. By the time we recorded this episode, I'd begun to see it again. So take it from me. Enthusiasm will find you, if you can allow it in. To give you a little warning, this particular episode does contain mention of eating disorders and mental illness. This happens roughly in the middle of the podcast, and it lasts for about a minute. If you'd like to skip that bit, that's totally okay. We trust you'll be back. If you'd like to know exactly when this happens, then check the episode description for the time code. And if you'd like to explore that bit with me, please be assured the light will return. In each episode so far, we've met different nerds who I chat with about their nerdery geek out about their specific fandom. Then they recommend another nerd for us to chat to in the next episode. And like a rocket shooting across the night sky, we're jumping from nerd to nerd, human experience to human experience, therefore a different world each time, since we all live in one world, but have very different perspectives on it as we explore our not-so-lonely planet. So today I am in Regent's Park, a tiny little corner of Regent's Park, one of London's most beautiful parks. Uh, I'm sure that anyone who's been there will agree. And we are in an area of Regent's Park I've not been to before. There's a running track. Now, although we're not exploring our physical planet by travelling, 
in this episode, we are getting a little bit more physical. And I'm very excited because we're going to today be talking to Shakira Akabusi, who is an enthusiast all about fitness and specifically women's fitness. And I identify as one of those. Not a fit woman yet. I am absolutely not a fit woman. I have been described as huge talent by the Daily Mirror newspaper. I've been described as joyous by The Times, also a newspaper. And I have been described as a nice piece of arse by a topless builder. I was also described as a frigid, humourless bint by the same topless builder. So I am fit for purpose, at least. And my purpose in this podcast is to interview fantastic guests. Shakira! Hello! Hello! Uh, How are you doing? Meet Shakira Akabusi, a movement enthusiast. I'm good! It's a blustery day. It is. I decided (laughs) that the best day to record outdoors would be the windiest day that I could possibly pick. Uh, We just had some snow and uh, today we've got absolute gale force winds. Um, Shakira. Yes. How would you introduce yourself? What's your title? Yeah, I'm Shakira Kabusi. I'm founder of a campaign called Strong Like Mum. I really talk about women's health in general. And for me, physical fitness and mental well-being are so interconnected. And I don't think we can discuss one without the other. That's kind of what I'm passionate about, is um, helping women to really tap into their inner instinct and build confidence in all areas of their life through movement. And for me, I sometimes feel like words like fitness or workout they almost instantly put people off whereas like our bodies were were built to move and I know that I say if I've been sat for a long time I will have the urge of like I need to get up and go outside I need to you know even if it's just a, a 20 minute walk or a stretch or I need to just be outside and move my body and maybe if we could tap into that a little bit more and feel positive about movement as opposed to intimidated or anxious hopefully that can free us up in all areas of our life when I have times in my life when I've built that into my routine gentle exercise gentle movement let's say movement rather than fitness or exercise because I totally agree with you it can really put people off some people don't like the word moist other people don't like the word fitness oh god oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't like the word moist I'm one of those I know but, I, but even for me with like I, all of the mental health uh, stuff that I know um, the word mindfulness just makes me cringe does it oh I, I love that oh, word oh god no I hate it oh I love the word oh, mindfulness but, but then when I actually do the, the thing that is the mindfulness it's like taking notice connecting yeah all of that stuff oh actually no I do like it it's just the word it's the connotation yeah I think you're absolutely right I mean just something simple as if you're scared of something let's say you're getting a flight and you're scared of a flight and you sit there and you are tense you know like maybe you're wringing your hands together your shoulders are up by your neck and you're sort of crunched over and really holding in and then you're not breathing deeply all of that kind of stuff that kind of physical tension in our body will only make our mental stress and emotional stress worse. And actually, if we can learn to like relax our body and release that physical tension, it will really help us to unwind mentally also. So it's just, it's, I mean, I'm fascinated by that whole field of research, but it, it's huge. Yeah, there's even research being done at the moment, I understand, um, where they're making some massive breakthroughs, exploring the genes that dictate whether we 
develop mental illness or whether we develop a physical illness specifically I think they are linking it to uh, heart disease uh, diabetes mm-hmm. um, that sort of range of diseases they found uh, they <laughs> they they the researchers <laughs> the, the clever clever people the have, clever people clever people <laughs> yeah. uh, they found that there is absolutely a link but not just going one way in the genes both ways yeah like absolutely. it's it, meaning that like it's not physical illness means that you do develop mental illness or that mental illness means you do develop physical illness it's both and genetically speaking in our code as well so yeah, yeah it's like it's being proven stuff that we've known in yeah, a- ancient exactly. truths for millennia uh, we actually are proving with science which yeah. is phenomenal um so how did you get into what should we call it movement I mean so so my dad was an Olympic athlete and my mum was a personal trainer who worked a lot with athletes so I grew up in a really active household and when I was a kid we used to live six months of the year here in England and six months in California when my dad was training and when we were in California we lived in this like apartment block with all the athletes and all their families so you know we'd go to the track and all the kids would be playing and all the adults would be you know training and whatever so I grew up with exercise around me And the thing that that really, really gave me that I think has been instrumental is kind of what I said originally about this positive association with exercise. I've always seen the fun. I've always seen the community. I've always seen the passion for it and how good it can make you feel. And that's been really special. And that's kind of when I first started to just enjoy being outside. We were always outside. You know, even as kids when we were at home here in England, we were climbing trees, we were running down to the shore, we were playing games outside. And so it's never been this scary, intimidating thing. And it's also never been a chore. It's just been something that I find fun. And who doesn't love to do what they find fun? So if you have those early experiences with a relationship with moving your body that are positive, then hopefully it becomes a part of who you are, like it has for you. Exercise doesn't have to be do 10 burpees in the gym it doesn't have to be that rigid strict routine you can just enjoy it like i advise that well thank you for getting out of the house <laughs> to join me in this um the middle of this scale store yeah. <laughs> uh, this is what wonderful um i take you to all the most luxurious places yeah. shakira <laughs> next time please hat trick productions could we record in the bahamas um, <laughs> Determined to keep the momentum going, no matter what the great British weather throws at us, quite literally, I think some tree branches and wheelie bins are headed our way. Well, with that excellent introduction to exercise, perhaps we can continue the conversation whilst I do a few exercises. I've been encouraged by my lovely team uh, (laughs) of the podcast that I I need to do a bit of exercise. Yes, absolutely. Let us do that. Instruct me. What should I do? Okay, cool. Let's start with with some step-ups just to warm up because it is a blustery day. Great. Okay, so we're going to take a nice high... We're on a high bench now. We are on a high... It's quite a high bench. I don't know... Are you expecting me to step up? I am expecting you to step up. So we're going to push through the heel of that foot that's on the bench mm-hmm. and we're going to step all the way up <laughs> no. come on we can do it we push through that heel I'm not allowed to put my hands down right no you're not allowed to put your hands down oh, God, you no, can do really. it we need to get the momentum here we go oh yes so I kind of stepped up and then I fell off I didn't I, Shakira is very generous I didn't step off I fell off the bench you styled it off I you styled, styled it off, off. I did okay it. ready yes I did it very so we're going to step yep. and push and up oh, yes that's oh. it and we step down oh thank you oh, there we go and we go down. Perfect. And again, let's go. Oh, God. Perfect. Step down. <laughs> let's do four more. Let's go. Four. Uh, Push up. Yep. Down. Yep. There he goes. And, and one, one more. more. Step up. Push up. God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fear. The fear of a step up. Oh, 
Okay, let's start walking around the track. Throughout this whole series, I don't think I've ever reached that octave before whilst recording. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies to anyone listening to this aloud with any dogs nearby. Please give them a big cuddle. And if your own nervous system needs soothing, please give yourselves a big cuddle too. So, how did you turn this natural passion that sounds like it was inspired by your family and your, Mm -hmm. your childhood into a career? When I was pregnant with my eldest, loads of people in my pregnancy were telling me all these things I'd never do again. And lots of them were physical. So they were like, oh, you're never going to want to wear a bikini. You're never going to run as fast. You're never going to have time for yourself. You'll never be able to get to the track, all that stuff. And to me, I mean, as you just heard, it was a massive part of who I've always been. And it almost felt like they were saying, well, you can't be you. And so I just started, I think I just initially, I just started sort of documenting my experience. And um, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's fitness that's your thing or whatever it is that you love to do, art, music, you know, your job, whatever. Motherhood, for me, certainly has not been restrictive. Of course, our priorities shift. And of course, there's massive changes. And there are times when I can't get to the track, of course. But I found it the most liberating. And I mean that from like a deep soul perspective. Like it has been the most liberating, empowering experience to become a mother. And I just started documenting about how I was still able to keep active. And, and I ran some PBs on the track after having children and all of that. Personal, Personal best. best. Sorry, not, yes. Not peanut butter. Not peanut butter. No. Although it's oh, okay yeah <laughs> you can run on peanut butter yeah, it's <laughs> apparently very good for nutrition uh, and running <clears throat> and I think that just resonated with a few people for me like I said it, it's about empowering I don't know if this is a word that you hate like moist but I, <laughs> it, it is really the most relevant word but I, I, I'm passionate about empowering women to really feel free to design a motherhood that they want you know and if that and, and like I said our physical body is so connected to our confidence or our mindset or how we can apply ourselves to business and you know so that's my little contribution hopefully to helping women to achieve whatever their goals are in all the truth for me empowerment empowering one of my favorite words great oh, right what we're we gonna do now we're gonna we to... walk around the track let's walk around the track Okay. okay, we're going to start just by walking. going to take a nice, nice brisk stroll. Okay, brisk stroll. And then we're going to drop into some lunges. Okay. So I want you to take a big step forward. Yep. And we're going to drop down. Yep. That's it. And you're going to, again, push through the heel of that front foot and push yep. up to standing. That's it. Ooh, and okay. next side. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Nice big step forwards. Good. Oh. And we're going to drop to get that 90 degree angle with both knees. And up. Okay. Perfect. Good job. You're going to do eight more. Okay. You're going to do eight. Well, we... Good job. <laughs> you count. Well, uh, I ask you. Interviewing guests while doing lunges. You know, just like Parkinson used to. Thanks, Hattrick, for this elite presenter upgrade training. Uh, what does this sort of exercise do? So we're looking at a lower body exercise, but really, like, lunges are kind of a whole body movement, and particularly our core. And sometimes we get, like, obsessed with core strength and I need a six pack and all of that kind of stuff but we forget about core stability and lunges because we're taking that single step forward they really challenge our balance and our core stability so it's a really great way to get our whole body warmed up and our whole body working something's happening in my thighs <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing but it's, it's they're definitely your lunges up. are actually really good oh thank you so much Shakira <laughs> uh, <laughs> listeners just imagine um, the most amazing elite athlete uh, doing, that's basically what we're doing basically me right now <laughs> uh, I decided today uh, I would wear 
all the colours pink, uh, yellow, blue, a orange. Bright, by the way, listeners, it's not like a muted. It's bright blue, bright pink, a bright orange, and bright yellow trainers to finish it off. Nobody can uh, run me over if I'm running in this. <laughs> this is uh, very much can't, cannot be missed. Um, right, we're going to make our way to this bench. Yep. Why don't we walk backwards? Well, why? Why, I don't, why don't we walk backwards? I'll tell you why we don't walk backwards. We bump into things. Oh, um, yeah, we do. Well, no. Do you know what? Walking backwards, again, they say we should practice more because we're kind of working the same muscle groups Ooh, yeah. that we do when we're walking forwards. But it's good for your brain health. It's also making me think about the puzzle rather than the movement. Shakira, we're at a running track. For you, running tracks are quite special, aren't yeah. they? Why are they so special? Oh my gosh, I mean, throughout my life, running tracks specifically have just been a huge part of that. I mean, I spent a lot of time at the track when my dad was running, um, so we would be in California and the kids would be playing in the sandpit for the long jump and all the adults would be doing their training and stuff, so huge, lots of amazing amazing memories of my childhood there and then actually I think during childhood running and tracks became a bit more of an intimidating thing I think the the pressure of having my dad's success meant that really the fun of running was taken out of it and I used to run at a track when I was a child and everyone if I came second in a race people would be like I beat Chris Akabusi's daughter and you know second wasn't good enough nothing but first was going to be good enough for everybody and not necessarily my parents but for others and so then I really stepped away from the track and I, and I went down sort of the musical theatre route and then it wasn't until I had children and I was a mum and I wanted to get out and do something different that I went back to the track and it was it was so amazing to reconnect with something that I love as an adult. You know, I've been on this massive journey of self-discovery and now, like again, I get to feel all that positive association that I had with the track. And that's just been a metaphor for other, you know what I've experienced in my life in, in so many other ways. But so for now, for me, it's just a really empowering place where I'm, I feel grounded and I feel content in who I am. Okay, we are at the bench. So... But many people hate the word burpee. We're going to modify the burpee. Okay. okay. So we're going to reach our hands up. Yep. And we're going to bend down, put our hands on the bench. I am doing what she's telling me. But you actually are, yeah. And then we're <laughs> going to step back. Yep. And we're going to step in. And yep. we're going to reach up. Oh, that's much easier. Yeah, and down. So we're basically taking the impact out. So, you know, you were talking about joints. Yeah. And this is a, a, for anybody who has joint instability, for example, like I work a lot with pregnant women and we've got a lot of hormones floating around. There's a hormone called relaxin and that actually develops two weeks after conception and it stays in our body up until five months postpartum or longer. If you're breastfeeding, you'll continue to produce this hormone in high levels and so then at times we might want to remove the impact or reduce the impact of movements and this is a really great way to do burpees without having that hard impact of that hard landing reach up so relaxing that is, but it's not to relax people or it is um, the primary role of relaxing is to loosen all the ligaments and joints in and around the pelvis so to prepare you for labour and for childbirth but it can't just be isolated to one area of the body so all the joints and ligaments in your body will become slightly more unstable during that time so when we're lifting weights for example we just want to make sure that we're not throwing that weight back so that we lift with control so that we're not overstretching any joints what was it specifically uh, about pregnancy for you that meant that you started to research so much about 
things like the hormones and get, getting really nerdy and uh, almost a yeah. fangirling over our amazing honestly, bodies. Honestly, honestly, I am like completely in awe of the human body in general. It's just an incredible thing. But for me, I think uh, just before I was pregnant, I, so I, I was already a personal trainer and I studied pre and postnatal a little bit. And I remember reading this statistic that... Um, out of fitness industry professionals, only 5.5% of fitness industry professionals were qualified in pre and postnatal, which was crazy to me because so many women will at some stage be pre or postnatal. So it kind of felt like a failing for me from the fitness industry for women. And that's when I really began to go down that route. So then when I was pregnant, I was already qualified in pre and postnatal exercise. And then I kind of learned on the job. And also the empathy and compassion that it gives you through lived experience to really understand what it takes to put things into practice. Like, you know, we can say, oh yeah, you need to exercise three times a week for an hour. But then the reality of that with motherhood, it's just not always possible. There might be weeks where I can work out three times and there might be a week where I don't work out at all, you know. And it's being able to, again, I think take that pressure off so I've, I've also done a lot of research into positive and negative addictions to exercise and you can be positively addicted to something or negatively addicted and if you are negatively addicted then that would kind of display in if you have to miss a workout and it causes you real stress and anxiety and you feel irritated and depleted because you haven't been able to exercise that might indicate a negative association whereas like I know that I love exercise I know that I'll do it when I can and if I can't, then that's okay. And I'll do it another day. Um, when I was younger, I had anorexia nervosa and problems with binge eating disorder as well. So when I was hospitalized um, and sectioned for anorexia, around that time, I had that addiction to exercising four hours a day. It was incredibly negative and life-threatening. But then the massive shift in my body with depression and with uh, binge eating disorder, it... it robbed me of my sense of agency over my own life on top of that the stigma that came with having mental illness being able to um, access exercise with a healthy mindset and again health can we what how do we define healthy what's healthy what's unhealthy because um, sometimes that sounds too absolute I also think it's interesting you know so often exercise is like instantly connected to weight loss so and again mm. for, for, well, for, for men, often women in general men also but often women um, and then postnatally after birth it's often that people will assume that you only want to work out to lose weight and it's often the biggest connection that you will make but there can be there's just so much more there's so much more to it and I, I'm also not saying somebody could not have a weight loss goal obviously in your case that's a different scenario but there may be women there who have a weight loss goal and there is nothing wrong with having a weight loss goal if that's something that that um you want to sort of focus on but there's just so much more that exercise can give you and I'm not even just talking about like I want to be strong because again great like fantastic that's certainly one of my goals but there's just so much more there is the, the the positive things it can give you in your mental health but there's also like you know moving freely and without pain nowadays is so rare I mean my mum is 63 and she is pain free no back pain no knee pain no hip ache no blah 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 and that's so rare like you know with her friends the most of them will be like oh I've got a lower back pain oh my knee hurts oh I've got a dodgy hip like there's always something but actually like you know being able to really I think what it is is just it's having like a, a different level of respect for the way we use movement.
Movement is indeed very special. Being in our bodies is a beautiful gift. I realize I don't have to love my body, I just have to respect it. Because let's face it, it's the only one I'm going to get. My mental illnesses have helped me survive overwhelming thoughts and feelings. So, they aren't weaknesses, they're survival mechanisms. Movement is also a great way to survive similar thoughts and feelings too, if we use it effectively. Yes, my mind can take me to dark places, and that is why it is vital to seek out the light. In fact, seeking out the light is why I frequently get sunburned. Always use protection, team. Movement can help us so much. So, Shakira continued to help me move, move and shake. Get ready to cheer me on. We're going to stick on the bench. We're going to yeah. do some incline press-ups, okay? okay? Now, inclining a press-up, when we put our hands up onto a platform, up onto a bench, that helps us to alleviate some of the pressure. So it modifies the movement. And in reverse, if you were to put your hands on the floor and your feet on the bench yeah. into a decline press-up, that really increases the intensity for your shoulders and for your arms and also for our core. So we're going to work on an incline press-up. So we're putting our hands up onto the bench and we're extending our legs out behind us. Yep. And we're going to press from there, chest down to the bench. Oh, yeah. And we're going to push up. Cool. There we go. Oh, my, my breasts are and quite again. strong. <laughs> and push up. Oh, Good job. I'm, this is not an area of my body that's very strong. There you go, we're going to do four more. Okay, I can do this. Four. Come on, count me down, listeners. Three. <laughs> Well done! Oh god, is there that... was that high pitch again. Yeah, I really... <laughs> only dogs can You've hear done me an now. Extra one. <laughs> oh, done. oh god! Well done! That was really good. Yay. It's all that lifting of a microphone on stage. It's really, yeah, exactly. it really works your upper body strength really, uh, really well. Um, so, what would you say to people out there who are perhaps? out of their routine, their fitness or health routine, and they do want to get back into it, but they're finding it very, very difficult right now for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? I would say start small, and we can have like big goals, like I want to run a 5K or whatever, but let's have these small landmarks along the way. I always remember when I was a kid and we would drive to Germany, and along the way there were little, like there was this this archway, these tunnels where when I got there I was like, oh I know we've only got an hour and then we'd see that petrol station and we're like, oh yeah you know, and you have these little landmarks that let you know you're getting to your goal. And so I would say just have these small achievable things and you know maybe this one day is just you know what, today I'm gonna go outside for five minutes. You know, and that's a big deal. Like I felt that was a huge deal after COVID because I was so I would, I'd been pregnant during COVID and I was like in my little bubble and I was like, oh, I gotta go outside. Oh. And just that, I'm gonna go outside for five minutes. Or do you know what? Today I'm gonna go for a walk. And and understanding that there's not one way to do it. So if you try something like I had really bad OCD and I eventually found an amazing talk therapist. Did some CBT. He was fantastic. It took me about eight years of trying different therapists to find one who... Same type of therapy, all CBT, same therapy. No one resonated with me, could not, you know, get the spot I needed. Found this one guy, and he was so so great, changed my life forever. And I think exercise is a bit like that. You know, you might try something, but I hated that, hated that, hated that, didn't like that, didn't like that. There'll be something out there for you, you know, and then let's not forget... Our bodies were built to move. I want to say thank you massively as well for not only being an incredible guest, but also for the fact that uh, today is the first day that I've put on my running gear <coughs> for a, quite a while, uh, and um, and it made me instantly happier. Well, should I, we go for a little run? Oh, sure, why not? I yeah? suppose so. Let, let us. Do that. <laughs> I sounded delighted about that. I 
no. You're like, thank you for putting me, let me put on my trail. Uh, no, no I've got to do it. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to producer John. While Shakira and I are running forward, John is running backwards and holding. I always feel like we should run the wiggly line just to put John through his paces, just see what he can do. <laughs> yes, producer John is the Ginger Rogers to my Fred Astaire doing what I do backwards, and maybe he was wearing heels. I couldn't tell. So I, I actually love running. Like I, I, I was told when I was a, te- a, a kid, you're going to be a, not a natural runner because you've got yeah. your bendy joints and your flat feet and high-impact sports. But I found that with the right trainers, with gentle training... I really love I love the freedom. It's a very yeah. natural movement, you know? It really is. And, I, and running is interesting because, again, like... So the first thing I would say is that running seems to be, you know, we said at the very beginning, fitness and workout, exercise, these words can put people off. Running seems to be something where people are like, oh, no, 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 I'm not a runner, you know? Even if they are going out and doing a 10-minute run, they'll be like, I'm not a runner. And look, people assume that I am a runner. And I, I go track training once a week. I love doing the training, and that's great. Running a 5K is like climbing Everest. Like, that is not my thing. And... People will be like, oh, that really surprises me. And I'm like, well, why? Because I talk about running because I love running and I love going out and going going for a jog and maybe I'll run like 2K and then I'm done, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I don't think there's one way to be a runner. And then I would also say that running, like, you know, again, we talk about movement. Like our ability to run, a human's ability or that desire for running and jogging and being up on our feet is what's kept humans alive and what's kept us in the food chain like it's a natural instinct it's why we you know climb down from the trees and eventually spread out across all the continents and that really was in the homo sapien days our ability to run helped us catch prey it helped us and so it's literally in our dna you know to move and to jog so i think we can again drop the preconceived ideas of what we think running has to be and it doesn't have to be that maybe you maybe you run for a minute and you walk for two minutes and you run for a minute and you walk for two minutes and you do it for 10 minutes and you go home okay i'm not as out of breath as i thought i'd be but i am a little bit out of breath. Um, <laughs> i'm not as out of breath <laughs> uh, no that's really i see i feel already feel better yeah um oh gosh i was no i was i was cocky i was i was too arrogant <laughs> i am actually quite out of breath <laughs> But first run of many, hopefully. Um, is there any way that we can uh, find out more about you? Yes, so I'm on social media at shakira.akabusi um, or you can find me at stronglikemum.com which is where all the information is about what I do and what I'm passionate about. Thank you so much to Shakira. You can find her on those social media channels mentioned there. And you can find me too. Juliet underscore Burton on Instagram, Juliet Burton on Twitter, Juliet Burton writer performer on Facebook, my website, wherever you can find me. I've moved places and when I've been touring, if I see a runner, I'm like, well, I've just followed the runner because yeah, they, yeah, 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 they, yeah. they know the route. They're on a route. So there's also lots and lots of, I mean, specifically in London, but everywhere, there's lots of running groups. Mm. And you just use the word there, the community. It's a huge thing. And like, it's a really welcoming environment. And if you are like, I know so many people who are new to the city 
community who don't know what to do and they join a running group and they make so many friends for life. So for me, I'm a, a bit more of an introverted runner, so I, <laughs> I haven't done running groups, but what I have found is the virtual community right yeah, there. Yeah. So if I do my runs and I post them on, uh, on social media and I use the various hashtags for the running community, suddenly you've got a little support network out yeah. there of cheerleaders who are like really behind you. And then you happen to perhaps do a charity 10k uh, and... Do you? Do you just perhaps have won that? I would not perhaps have won a 10k, but I'm, I wish you well. You now have absolute permission to find me on social media and join my virtual cheerleaders, both for physical health and also mental health, because I'm cheering you on. The more we support each other, the less alone we might feel. So thank you for helping me not only explore, but be a part of our not-so-lonely planet. There are so many more people out there to meet and places to explore, nerdery and fandoms to get enthused by, and there's always more geeking out to do. Sometimes in this life, we may question who to listen to or what there is to stick around for, but there's always a reason to tune in. The light is always there. We are more connected than we realise. Thank you to producer John Wakefield, executive producer Claire Broughton, to Hattrick Productions, to our guest Shakira Akabusi, and most of all, to you for listening. Want more episodes? Stay tuned to this not-so-lonely planet. There's always more to get enthused by, and no matter how lonely you feel, stay. Back to Shakira, whose final thought is of who to recommend we chat to next. Oh, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to think about. Oh, I'm gonna have to think about that. And can you uh, get back to me? Maybe, maybe we can uh, swap numbers, and then we can. Yes, we'll go out for drinks as well because our bodies are excellent. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, drinking drinks. Yay! <laughs>